What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel, coming to you with another edition of Ladies, Leans, Likes, and Locks NBA. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. So far, two for three here. Looking at, well, looking like it's going to be two for three here in the early window. Ended up on the double-double there for LeBron. Under 20 and a half hits by one. It's beautiful stuff there for Mr. Kaminga. Uh, by the hook, by the skin of my tinny. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, but of course, Milwaukee gets completely blitzkrieg there in the garden. Of course, that was going to happen. So I guess you can just kind of write off that parlay ticket that I threw together. But, oh, I need to... I might need to get to Iowa. It's so crappy outside here in South Dakota, though. 15-minute drive away to the border there. Might have to make my way over. Might have to do it. Again, it is really brutal and ugly out here. But, hey, it's beautiful here in the YouTube streets. Happy to be talking a nine-game full NBA slate with you once more for Tuesday. Smash the like button as we get going. And I'll talk about all the other things down here. BetMGM. Odd Chopper. All the lovely things here in the holiday spirit. Uh, that's all I have. I should just start talking now. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. We begin our boarding walk with the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Detroit Pistons, who are going for history. Hey, they've lost infinity games in a row. What, 25 in a row now? 25? It's more than one. It's a lot of games in a row. And they're going to have a back-to-back -back set, trying to take advantage of Brooklyn here at home before they go on the road, and then this number will move a little bit more than this. I will say one thing that's wild, probable, probable Jalen Duran. He hasn't been around for a hot second. Our guy, the hero from opening night NBA season, got our got ourselves off to a nice start. Fumbled it halfway along, and now we're just kind of picking back up the slack. But Jalen Duran hasn't played basketball here since the 6th. Now, he's only played two games in the month of December, as is. But yeah, over three weeks later, right at three weeks later, he will be back in action here. They need that front court depth because otherwise... It's Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. You know what you don't want on the floor? Marvin Bagley or James Wiseman. I just learned that. I did not just learn that. I've known that since like day one. But friends, 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 friends. This is just such a tough spot to evaluate overall because I do like getting Duran back on the floor, sharing it there with Bojan Bogdanovich. Going to be uh, just an interesting spot with, you know, Kaya Cunningham playing a little bit better at times. Jaden Ivey in that starting unit. You do have Killian Hayes, who's going to be uh, you know, sick. He's going to be probable for this one, so he should be good to go. And then there's just a bunch of efficiency here on the Brooklyn side. You know by now, if there's no injury news waiting in the wings, books are really, really good at finding incredible projections on some of these numbers. Now, obviously, there are people who craft out the final numbers because you know, they're really, really good at the projections thing. We have projections over at Stochastic from a DFS perspective. Really good stuff. But again, something tells me they're going to be pretty efficient to what the prop market is showing up with here. So we are going to stay far away from this basketball game. Brooklyn minus six. That's the best current bet that I have here, even with props available in some spots for a couple of these key figures. You should also know by now these back of the bench guys that we might have been firing up last year. Books have been very cautious at firing those out there for people like me, people like you probably who, well, we like to get to numbers early. And when you see value, it doesn't matter who it's with or what their name is in Bojan. I miss you. I, I do miss you, but we can't bet him here at it. 22 and a half, 23s. What, what are we looking at here? It sucks. Brooklyn minus six, best bet moving on to better pastures. 
it's kind of an interesting card in general because <laughs> as producer Jacob said, and you only have one like, you have two locks and then you have a bunch of leans here, but I want to at least talk through the process of why. First off, there are some inexplicable factors that might exist in the post Christmas era here. And there are numbers that have already popped for a couple of spots like this one that I think could be advantageous, but it's going to break one way or the other because I think the baseline for him might be slightly incorrect here. And that's just kind of what I'm worried about, mainly because Wendell Carter Jr., not nearly as good of a defender as Goga Batadze. And Goga Batadze has been one of the best defenders in the NBA at the center position, had been extended into more minutes. And that's something that I, I think it might actually change the baseline of what the books have set up here. But in its current configuration, using an, a market-based approach where you're shopping for the best lines, there's one line here from the Washington side. Oh, by the way, we're talking Orlando-Washington, if anybody cared. Probably should have set up the game. It's all right. I've been working the entire Christmas season. I can't even blame it on rust. It is what it is. But uh, we have Orlando here on this side of things with Wendell Carter Jr. back into the party. He's having fun. You have one piece of news that's waiting, J uh, Jalen Suggs. That does matter for the complexion of this team. That's why we're not getting a lot of Orlando numbers. But with Kyle Kuzma, who did exit the last game, but said he's going to be fine to play in this one, is probable for it. And then Danilo Gallinari, who doesn't matter at all. He ended up resting against the Warriors. Does anybody care? I, I, I don't care. I don't know why I'm saying K like that, but I don't even K. It's like a John Mayer song. By the way, this is it's a John Mayer thing. I should probably get rid of that. But anyway, we have friends, a Washington spot where Daniel Gafford is sitting at 11 and a half points with slight juice on the under. So it's a little bit inside of the standard minus 110 number. And I didn't want to fire it up here, but that is under the assumption that again, Goga Batata continues to see normal backup minutes like 20-ish type minutes and i don't think that's going to be the case long term you have definitely got invested uh, i mean they are invested here in wendell carter jr that is going to be a piece that they want to keep out there on the floor even though his true shooting has been second percentile in the nba effective field goal percentage second in the nba a lot of that battling some injuries and he's a good defender plus 1.6 i don't want to take anything away from his epm in that regard that is 90th percentile in the nba but i gotta repeat Goga Batadze is 99th percentile at guarding the center position in the NBA in the year of our Lord 2023, which in less than a week will be 2024 and is giving me a little bit of anxiety. But I think that that's just something that I want to be paying close attention to because I think Goga has carved himself out a, a role here. I want to just kind of be cautious. 11 and a half is a pretty low number here in this spot. Orlando, we know defensively, they bring a lot to the table. It's just a guy that can make me look very, very stupid if I go out of my way to short him here. But 11 has been his baseline number. That's been his average here on the season. And that, friends, was in just 25.3 minutes per game. He's been playing 31, 35 in some of these competitive spots. And this still sets up to be more competitive than most Washington games at six and a half. So a lot to talk about for a lean yet again. But I want to at least give you good information so that you can apply it here and pay attention to things with the market-based approach. So Daniel Gafford, under 11 and a half points, is looking good for me. But there's a part of me that, from a projection standpoint, is having a tough time pulling the trigger. Got no problem betting this one, though. The Atlanta Hawks taking on the Chicago Bulls. Not picking an outright team here. I think the spread is pretty efficient here, although I do slightly side on the Atlanta side. Now, there's an interesting component to this basketball game that exists. And first of all, shout out to Chicago for playing themselves into an asset in Kobe White. The guy has looked awesome here in elevated minutes. Going to make it easy for them to part with Zach Levine. And uh, we'll see. Obviously, the longer the Bulls hold out Zach Levine, the more they're going to feel 
Are teams going to fall for this? Is this going to be something where they're going to go for Zach Levine in his current iteration? Because so far this season, he was not impressive. A 40th percentile true shooter, not finishing well at the rim, never been a, a good offensive or defensive rebounder in any single one of his seasons. And from an assist perspective, well, he doesn't like to share the basketball right now. 15.7% assist percentage is the lowest of his NBA career. So that is a pretty wild to see uh so far this season and it is 18 games played but the longer they hold them out more people might fall for it want to take the bait we'll see how that works out detroit they'll probably take the bait but as i look at this game my friends there's one thing that stands out to me and that is nikola vucevic questionable entering this one now he has not been a great NBA player here this season, but he hasn't been horrendous the way that he started off the season. A lot of that is Kobe White taking him along for the ride here of late, which is, again, it's just so wild to see Kobe White sitting there with a 2.3 expected win share, a plus 0.1 EPM on the uh, overall basis of an 89th percentile offensive season thus far in 31 games, now averaging 35 minutes a game. Absurd stuff from Kobe White, but back to Vucevic. If he ends up sitting in this spot, he is questionable. Andre Drummond will be one of the most popular people to talk about in the NBA stratosphere for tomorrow. So I want to break a couple of things down. One, Andre Drummond is one of the best rebounders in the NBA. But two, having him on the floor more, I think opens up an opportunity to have Clint Capella on the floor a little bit more and shore up those minutes even further. And we're kind of already seeing it in certain matchups where they just are a little bit more apprehensive to put a Kongu out there for, for massive minutes. Now he can play 28, 30 like he played the last two, and they have played Capella and Okongu in some of the same starting lineups depending on the matchup, but seeing these minutes for Clint Capella next to a Andre Drummond and having him exclusively out there for, again, you just let Drummond roll if you're Chicago and, and have him go do stuff because really it's not a drastic difference between him to Vucevic, which again, the money would tell you there should be a massive difference between the two, but breaking them down here so far this season, you're looking at a one expected win share here for Andre Drummond as well. And he's a plus 1.4 defender, 88th percentile here, plus 1.4 estimated plus minus that just to repeat for you, estimated impact on a defense player per hundred possessions. I feel like I say that a lot, but I want you to kind of know where I'm coming at from a baseline perspective. Cool. Great. Grand. No yelling on the bus. What does this all mean, Passel? means I want to lock in Clint Capella over 10 and a half rebounds. I think this is a really low number for an environment that could be very conducive to Clint Capella minutes. I would especially like to have Vooch in to really, really, really shore up those minutes because you're going from very true center to very true center with no overlap. But even still, I think there's a lot of ways where Drummond plays 30 plus minutes and they just unleash him at the center position for one game because they don't want to play Terry Taylor. They don't want to play Patrick Williams at the five. They don't want to do any of those things. And if they do, Clint Capella is going to murder them in any minutes where it happens. So friends, lock it up. Ten and a half is a low number here. I know the Chicago, they're not going out with crazy pace, but this is a spot that is too good to pass up. Capella, over ten and a half rebounds at minus 105 at points. But what are we doing here? Love it. Love it. Want some more of it. I don't want to say, like, Sarah McLaughlin, I will remember you. But when you're looking at a 237 total here with the Pacers taking on Houston, it's a little bit vomit-inducing, and here is why. One, this has been a cash cow routinely for anybody who's been kind of riding this train of overs so far for the Indianapolis Pacers. And so far this season, you know, the Indiana Pacers, you should know, I have been a big proponent of betting overs in their games. We we were a little bit slow to start, but hey, we, we caught up. The books have really caught up in a prominent way. Now, 20-8 and eight 
on the over and under, which sounds great, but that means that they have started to regress off the 19 and four mark that existed. So one of their last five, and we have really pulled back the brakes here on these over unders and probably should have been looking at some unders because this is a little bit of an overcorrection in the marketplace. Thought about making that the lean here, but I'm going to go towards the Indian. I keep wanting to say Indianapolis because that's where they freaking are, but the Indiana Pacers here going up against Houston here is why. Tyrese Halliburton. I was doing a deep dive in the Dallas airport on all of the basketball stats and all the land. Some of them meaningless. Some of them I think might be important. And one thing that definitely stands out is when you see Tyrese Halliburton in some of these matchups against smaller guards like a Fred Van Vliet, yeah, he's not going to be able to do a whole hell of a lot here to stop Fred Van Vliet from being efficient on the offensive end or creating or doing things like that. But like Fred Van Vliet is not the number one for Houston right now. There are a number of number ones, and he is happy to hand over some of these plays, uh, some of these, like, I almost said play calling duties. What am I freaking talking about? And he's more than happy to let Jabari Smith Jr. go out and party. Tari Eason went healthy. Obviously, he's been out here for a hot second, played actually on the 23rd, but like, he's been happy to let him cook from time to time. You, of course, have Jalen Green offensively. That's what he can add. And Dylan Brooks starting to see an increase in usage as well. I'm just saying, this is one of those things where I think Tyrese Halliburton against certain point guards. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet can go out and cook. He still averages 17 per game, but I don't think of him as somebody that Tyrese Halliburton can't at least, at least be effective against with long arms being competent on the defensive end because normally he is like a first or second percentile, one of the worst defenders in the NBA. But in a spot like this, I do feel as though the Pacers are going to be far more competitive than this spread indica indicates because they're starting to get healthier. The main reason I don't want to bet it is Bruce Brown is now questionable for this game, and that popped up right before I started recording. And, well, I hadn't bet this one either. I got to drive to Iowa to go fire it up here. So, you know, normally I've bet everything that I'm talking about here in these regards, but I got to go that way for 15 minutes. And I don't really feel all that good about this spot for... Well, a Bruce Brownless team because that guy does everything. He's the handyman can or the candyman. Can. That's weird. Uh, he was really good with Denver. He's been really good with the Pacers. You want him on the floor if you're backing them here on the money line. So I'm happy to wait for that news. And then, hey, if it pops up early in the day that he's going to be playing, awesome. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep this one off the card. You can fire it up here and react to the news in real time. But Indy Moneyline, that is just a lean for me right now, even though it does project out slightly above average, slightly in the positive EV category. Speaking of positive EV, here's how you can check out all that great stuff over at Odd Shopper. Friends, the OS Premium Tools took a major, major slash in terms of cost. Now, the main reason is we wanted to be able to incorporate the Discord. The OS Premium Tools have a one-stop shop for you for all of your betting needs. And now I think we provide that with the OS Premium Tools and content. You sign up at the link below, friends. $14.95 now for the week. It used to be $20 for the week of Discord alone. But now you're getting the OS Premium Tools, which I cannot tell you enough. Check out all the videos we have here on the Odd Chopper channel. You know, Greg Ehrenberg, Josh Engelman, myself, we're breaking down everything for you over here on a daily basis. But the premium betting tools, we're talking the positive EV bet types, the parlay builder, the fantasy optimizer, the odds boost evaluator. If you're looking for odds boosts and want to see, hey, are the books really going out to screw me here? You can check for yourself every single time. You can check out the arbitrage. You can check out, again, underdog prize picks. If you're in a non-legal state, you have an opportunity to sign up and smash with the prize picks optimizer, the underdog optimizer. You can inform a lot of your DFS choices by line shopping every single day, taking a look at where props are across the entire marketplace, update those into your sheets. You can update and export everything directly from the OS interface. It is a one-stop shop 
for everything you need for your betting needs. So $14.95 for the week, $49.95 for the monthly. Huge price decrease that we had. Just got done with a couple of promos for friends. This is still super, super cheap to jump in. So sign up at the link below. Come kick it with me. Sign up for that Discord. I will see you there. Get my premium betting card every single Sunday through Friday. Back to the picks we go. Walking in Memphis, except for we're in New Orleans, which is going to be fun. That, that's going to be fun. Beale Street. Seems fun. I'd like to go. I've never been. Why the fuck did they build a city underwater? What are we doing? Oh, yeah, because it was like 1750 or something. Anyway, Memphis taking on New Orleans underwater here. Uh, Going to be minus 175 here to back the Pelicans. Ah, it's a little bit wide here with John Morant back into the uh, fray here. Kind of have an interesting breakdown for you because, again, one of the nice things when you're spending time over the holidays and you're doing what I do is you find nice moments, nice little pockets of time to come up here, do a little research, maybe cool off a little bit. Just kidding. I love my family so much. I would never do something like that. But I was up here working hard, burning the midnight oil, and I ran into something that I thought was a little bit fascinating. This team, this Memphis team, they get back John Morant, who's going to steal a basketball or two, and they're already pretty darn good at stealing a basketball or two. One of the things you can look at over at Dunks and Threes is the four factors. And I was going through turn uh, opponent turnover percentage. Now, I can update everything off of NBA.com. It automatically updates things in the sheet. But sometimes when you see it in a different interface or when they have it ranked by team and you're not necessarily just reading off the numbers and you don't have the context for it, it doesn't hit the same way. But Memphis, 15% of the possessions that they face for an opposing team are resulting in turnovers. That's fourth in the NBA. They're behind OKC, which obviously SGA, he's a thief. Portland, uh, what? And Orlando, because defensively they're fantastic. So Memphis, again, fourth in the NBA at creating turnovers for the opposition. And there's one guy, obviously, in John Morant, who as he accumulates minutes, as he starts getting you know acclimated, it's going to look pretty good for him here. But somebody who has... A I mean, I guess maybe this is just a surprise to me because I was shopping lines and looking for the best numbers and best spots to fire something up. And I ran into Desmond Bain here. Now, Jaron Jackson Jr., we all know his block and steals type pedigree that he has. But 1.2 steals per game so far for Desmond Bain in 34 minutes a game. You get in some of these competitive spots where he's going to play 36, 38 minutes here. Now, maybe after the break, maybe I'm a little bit bullish on this, but... I called this a lean for the time being because I'm getting the blocks to come along for the ride for this kind of a number. And it is plus money right now on the over, which again, one point steals per game, 0.7 blocks per game, 1.9 as a baseline and taking on a new Orleans team that has a number of pieces that, you know, Desmond Bain's going to be very involved with the CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram's of the world. It's going to be matchups where, He's going to be matched up against guys who are handling the basketball routinely, creating more steal opportunities. So 1.9 is the baseline here, plus money on an over of one and a half. What am I missing here? I think this might be some value, but I want to do some more digging into it tomorrow. Obviously, got to make my drive. go. I love Iowa, though. Thank you to them for existing. Bet 365. All the bet credits in all the land. Again, sign up for every sports book. I don't know why you wouldn't. We'll talk about BetMGM here in a second. They're fantastic too. Been firing them up over the week. But Desmond Bain, over one and a half stocks. Yes, steals plus blocks. Plus money should not be the case here on this number. I think we might have to fire this, but I want to do a little bit more digging. My Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder and God, 
I wanted this so badly, and of course, it popped up on the injury report. I was kind of expecting it because, well, he's been dinged up. Carl Anthony Towns questionable. Now, Josh Giddy is also questionable, but you look at some of the players behind him, it's a little bit easier plug and play when you're talking about Isaiah Joe, Casson Wallace, who's been very serviceable. Kenrich Williams can step into extra minutes there too. They can slide everybody over a position. So just saying, it's not catastrophic. Whereas for the Carl Anthony Towns one, we're talking about one of the better players in the NBA. So yeah, that, that kind of matters. Now, Carl Anthony Towns, I have a little bit of a strained relationship with, but there is no doubt that as you break him down, every single time and when he's not whining and you you don't you don't see whining on a spreadsheet which is always nice but he is still a 3.3 ew player so estimated win share 93rd percentile he's been awesome on the offensive and defensive side of the ball for the first time in his well last three seasons we're talking about an above average defender in the nba 92nd percentile sure a lot of that is helped by Jaden McDaniels playing tons of minutes. Mike Conley and then that Rudy Gobert character who's way better at defense than anybody else. Best defensive rating in the NBA by over four, which is not even real life. But I can't pull the trigger on this. Plus four and a half on the Minnesota side. We're still going to be waiting for props. Nothing else that's really showing up for me here. Oklahoma City is 18-8-1 against the spread. Not sure I really want to pull the trigger on that one. And Ken, he's been two really good teams to back now playing each other. It's just an awful spot. No, thank you, ma'am. Friends, we've reached another lock here because I'm very, very floored by this line. And it is a team. We've covered a lot of teams that, hey, they're starting to get healthier. Hey, they're looking much better. And this one, well, falls into that boat on the Utah side. It does not fall into that boat on the Spurs side for players that actually matter. Now, Zach Collins has been upgraded to probable. Victor Wembanyama is questionable yet again here with an ankle injury. I don't think he's playing basketball. You, you're coming off of Christmas with an ankle injury. It kept you out, and we saw Zach Collins go completely, absolutely berserk there when he played the five. We did see Wembenyama play on the 21st against Chicago here, but again, this is one of those spots where what's the incentive of them pushing a rookie in a, uh, it's not even a lost season. They knew what they were doing. This is a developmental season for San Antonio. And Greg Popovich, yeah, he's Believe the oldest coach in the NBA. There's not a lot of years left there for Greg Popovich in San Antonio, unless he's going to coach into his, like, what, mid-80s? What are we doing here, buddy? But looking at this, Zach Collins going to be playing the five here. That is a drastic decrease defensively when you're talking about Zach Collins next to Victor Wembanyama. Now, Wembanyama has not shot the ball well this season. Offensively, he's still got some strides to make, but defensively, one of the best players at just creating havoc in any matchup can stay with all five positions on the floor. And, oh, yeah, he's 7'4" which is like shooting over a 11-foot like cone that jumps. and It's not ideal. Let, let's just put it that way. And if you look at the uh, Utah side of things, there are definitely some positive, positives to take away from this. One, Taylor Horton-Tucker has only been part of a ro the rotation recently, and he's the main guy here outside of Keontae George, who's questionable. Now, Keontae George has not played since the 13th. I'm at least enamored to see if he ends up suiting up for this one. But if he doesn't, you got Clarkson back. You got Sexton playing really well and finally going to be in this rotation. You got Collins, you got Kessler, you got Dunn, you got Markinen. Everybody's starting to come together on that side of the, on that side of the fence. And Hey, if Victor Wembanyama plays, I'll, I'll be happy to eat the two and a half, probably a mistake in that regard. But if Victor Wembanyama is not on the floor, I have this closer to six and a half, seven, and you should too. This is just no-brainer kind of stuff. Utah is favored here on the road in San Antonio. San Antonio is not trying to win basketball games. And again, 
questionable coming off of Christmas, I still don't think Wembenyama plays with this ankle that he turns. So it is what it is. And if he's stepping on a ball boy during pregame warmups, that's got to be a bummer. But also gives them a great excuse to keep this tankathon moving along and develop him once he's 100% perfectly healthy because he's the traditional talent and you don't want to screw with it. But I want to screw with the Utah minus two and a half. Lock it up now. It's going to move like crazy if Wemby gets ruled out. And I don't think it moves a ton if Wemby is in. So it's kind of what I'm getting at. This is good stuff. This, this is a win. My friends, BetMGM, sign up for it at the link below. Claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets. I've been talking about it. Hey, I'm going to head over to Iowa. I got Bet365. I've got DraftKings. I got FanDuel. I've got Caesars. I've got all of these great sports books in Iowa. They probably have the most sportsbook access of anybody of any place that I have been in America, which is pretty darn cool. Now, I guess New York, you can do all the pick them too. You can do pretty much everything you want in New York. Concrete. But we're talking about Iowa. So Field of Dreams, cool stuff. Anyway, sign up for BetMGM down at the link below. $1,500 in bonus bets. In addition, two months of Odd Shopper tools plus Discord access. All the great stuff I talked about a little bit earlier. You can rewind and listen to it, but also just know the positive EV tool is uh, printing money for a lot of new people jumping over from other sites, coming over to Odd Shopper. It is phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Sort it by positive EV and fire off a lot of those, and you're going to watch your long-term results make you money. You also have the fantasy optimizer on a day-to-day -day basis. You also have tons of great access here, so like, check out everything there, as well as jumping in that Discord to hang out with me, Ben Raza, Isaiah Suaros, uh, everybody you know and love here on the Odd Shopper channel coming to you in one easy-to-find place, $100 value, just by checking out BetMGM. When you deposit $10 or more, claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets at the link below. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Two games to go. Back to the picks. We head. Eh, this is kind of a icky spot. Malik Monk, questionable for infinity if game in a row. Sacramento taking on Portland here. And then Shaden Sharp, do 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 taking on, well, I mean, could be in this one or not. Questionable as well is DeAndre Ayton questionable. Now, do I want DeAndre Ayton in or out for this one? I can't always tell. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely want to have him in, and here is why. If you have DeAndre Ayton in, considering you just break down what you're looking at from Portland, Portland has to go to Duop Reef in the event that he is out. And Duop Reef is somebody that couldn't guard you or me, and I think will probably lead to a little bit of an increase in usage for one Demonis Sabonis. Now, you've got 64th percentile defender in that in DeAndre Ayton, somebody who does allow a lot of finishes at the rim, 63%, uh, in terms of like what we're looking at here for opposing centers against him. He finishes at the rim 65.5% himself. I don't know why you would care about that fact. It has nothing to do with this play. I'm just reading off a number. But I definitely think Demonis Sabonis is live for a triple-double. I just kind of want to see what these numbers are. I expect nice plus money. Really, really nice plus money. I think it could be depreciated plus money because people are starting to see that that assist rate has maintained playing along De'Aaron Fox here. And part of that is that they're happy to play him 35, 36, 39 minutes a night like we saw against Minnesota in any competitive spot. Now, that fourth quarter, watch the entire thing with my family. Go Timberwolves. But anyway, we had 17, 10, and 10 for Demata Sabonis. 28, 12, and 11 the game previous. 28, 12, and 13. So he's triple-doubled in three of his last four. This isn't an unknown, but 
That's why we want to be a little bit sensitive to price. I want better. I want north of that plus 200 number. When you're looking at Luka and Jokic being plus 160s, plus 170s, we better getting well north of plus 200 or you're not pull pulling the trigger on this thing. In fact, I want better than plus 240. I'm not sure if we necessarily get that because people like to bet what just happened, just like I read off. I'm just looking at his baseline numbers. I really want to bet them. I really, really do, please. And DeAndre, and I'd like to have you in because otherwise he'll just smash two up wreath and this game probably gets uncompetitive, but not that DeAndre is good. Don't get that confused. Anyway, one more game. That's just a lean for now. And we made it. Normally, there's like an inside joke where producer Jacob's like, you know what? Why are you locking the last game of the night? I don't choose these things, okay? Well, we have two locks. We haven't had a like yet. How about we reach that right here? I have something that I like. Are you excited? Boom, boom, boom. Bulls. That was the last dance. That was good. Anyway, um, let's talk about this. Charlotte taking on the Clippers here. Uh, we'll say the last time that I went to a Clippers game courtside where I like sat on the court, I sat next to like a bunch of LaMelo Ball's really cool friends. It was really fun. LaMelo Ball scored infinity points and they lost by like 25. It was hilarious, but he got buckets. Let me just say, oh yeah, he won't be playing basketball for this one. I just thought I'd throw the tidbit in because I kind of enjoyed it. But <laughs> look at this. Terry Rozier, questionable. Brandon Miller, questionable. Mark Williams, questionable. Kawhi Leonard, questionable as well. But guess what? You're talking about three of five guys on the Charlotte side next to Kawhi, questionable. Now, there's a chance that they just rest him, try to take it easy here after Christmas. There's going to be some guys taking extended Christmas breaks, like Carl Anthony Towns, Giddy. We talked about them earlier. Um, Malik Monk, I expect him to be suiting up. You do have Marcus Smart, questionable there for Memphis, who I didn't talk about earlier. But like guys like that, where I do think we're going to see... Some guys start to play and suit up, and then we're going to see some guys sit here. Charlotte's not going to beat the Clippers. No matter what they do here, I know that they went in as, what, 12.5-point favorites the Clippers did and lost to Denver without Jokic, without Murray. That was pretty embarrassing stuff. Michael Porter Jr. didn't even play good for what it's going to work. But as I look at the board for this one, friends, I think you got to like 11 here because this thing could really, really end up at 13.5, 14.5 really damn quickly. There's no way... That even with Kawhi ruled in and the other three in as well from the Charlotte side, that this thing gets inside of nine and a half. So this feels like a safe bet where you're getting three shots at the one. Now, the one is very, very important on the Clipper side because he's the one that matters most out of everybody in terms of what this line will do. But there are G League level basketball players sitting behind Kerry Rozier, Brandon Miller, Mark Williams. They ended up starting the corpse of Ish Smith before the break. They have P.J. Washington. He's going to play minutes off the bench. He's actually serviceable. But Nick Richards instead of Mark Williams. When you're talking Cody Martin having to play an increase of like 18 to 28 minutes. And then you got to dust off Bryce McGowan's, J.T. Thor, James Booknight, even though they do not want to play James Booknight. He's a terrible person, so it's okay. We are talking about the Clippers minus 11. My favorite like of the board because it's the only one. Let's get ourselves out of here. Sorry you had that graphic up here forever, producer Jacob. Just keep it. Just keep it. It's Christmas. We're gone. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Likes. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays here on the board for Tuesday. Going to be a really, really fun one. I think nine games slate. Lots of news. Lots of props still waiting to drop. I'm excited to fire them up. And again, felt like I gave you good information. Hopefully you can use that to make informed betting decisions. 
that's kind of the point. And then we can use the OS the, uh, tools and content. We're talking Odd Shopper over here. Sort it by positive EV tool. Make yourself some money finding the market-based approach. Learn what that is here. Lots of videos, lots of ways to help you uh, learn how to make some extra money over here for the holiday season. Because, yeah, it's still the holidays. You're going to have to go pay for New Year's. You're going to have to... Valentine's Day is a month and a half away still. That's a long ways away. But anyway, you always want some extra cash here. We got to make some cash here before the tax man comes here on the 31st. That's for sure. But let's get ourselves the heck up out of here. Check out BetMGM. Check out OS. Thank you, Producer Jacob. And hope you all had a very merry, safe, and happy holiday season. I don't. I was going to say Christmas, and then I went holiday. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Tuesday.